When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I am so excited for my guest today because we're really going to be talking a lot about the basics, which is... It's, it's so interesting because I think many times we skip over that stuff. You know, we just, oh, yeah, yeah, we know what to do. And, and we don't. We really don't understand some of the very basics as to how to market and promote your business. And so please join me in welcoming Gary Guyman to our program today. Welcome, Gary. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Deb. Great. Well, we're going to have so much fun. Um, you know, and, and so let me tell people just a little bit about you and then we will dive into this. So Gary Guyman is a serial entrepreneur and business owner. His 30-year career has spanned owning multiple businesses and developing sales and marketing plans to assist other business owners in growing their businesses. Gary looks to help business owners focus on growing revenue with multiple lead sources. Today, he owns and operates Dominate Partners, and he spells that D-M-N-8, Partners, a digital marketing and consulting company that helps business owners dominate their competition and market. He has also written Dominate Your Market in 90 Days, a step-by-step guide to grow your revenue. So again, Gary, welcome. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to the next hour. I know we're going to have so much fun. And I had a great time reading your book because, you know, we'll obviously talk in in detail about it, but it had so many great tips in there that, like I said, we sometimes forget to do because they are the basic tips, but they are also the foundation for everything else that we do. So I always like to ask my guests to tell me a little bit about how they got to where they are today. And how did you discover that this is your passion in life? Well, um, I ju- first, I just turned 50 October 1st. Uh, we were talking before we started mm-hmm. how it's hard to believe it's going to be the end of October. Oh, I know. We know it, right? Good golly. Mm-hmm. My wife and I, we both turned 50 this year. I turned mm-hmm. 50 first. So she says she's married to an older man. Of course. She, mm-hmm. she turns 50 November 15th. So we went to Italy for two weeks and we just got back the other mm-hmm. day. And so I'm catching up. But I said all that because I've been doing a lot of, uh, you know, when, when you get older, mm-hmm. you start to reflect right. uh, a lot more. When mm-hmm. you're 20, 30, 35, like reflection, it's all about going forward. But been reflecting a lot mm-hmm. on things like succession in mm-hmm. this business, what my next kind of uh, step is. Mm-hmm. And I was taken back to, you know, 19-year-old me. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, my focus was making money as much as I possibly could. Right. Uh, grew up with less than uh, desirable circumstances, mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of money, uh, never really knew any entrepreneurs or people that uh, kind of do the things that I do and mm-hmm. the circles that I hang around now. So the only thing I knew was to, to hustle, that word mm-hmm. hustle, 
right? right. Uh, work hard, hustle, those kind mm-hmm. of things. So I was always doing multiple things. At the time, I think I was valet parking two or three nights a week. Mm-hmm. Um, was also helping out uh, different service businesses when they needed help. Mm-hmm. And then I saw an ad for uh, Lawn Care, mm. a, co- a company that isn't around anymore, mm-hmm. but it used to be pretty well known. Chemlon Lawn Care, okay. which mm-hmm. I think now is True Green Lawn Care. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to work for them to do sales. Mm-hmm. Never had I done sales before. I could mm-hmm. talk to people, but didn't know how to do sales. Um, about the only sales I'd done before that was trying to talk teachers out of kicking me out of their class. Right. <laughs> So, uh, go to this, uh, job and, um, really don't have any clue about what's going to be happening. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I live in Cincinnati, so we have four seasons and the four seasons are pretty, uh, you know, when, when winter starts, you know, winter's here when spring Mm -hmm. starts, same thing. So this was in December, first week of December, go through like two or three days of training. And then they Mm -hmm. put us on the phone Mm -hmm. and, uh, they didn't want us calling new leads. So we got to call all the people that had canceled in the past ah, couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're the, calling them in the winter when they don't need this. December 8th, actually. I remember mm-hmm. the day of my mm-hmm. first call. And um, very pivotal moment for me because I, at that moment, it was like, is this for me or is this not for me? And one of the first calls that I had, a retired gentleman answers the phone. He's not really fond of me calling, especially from a company that had really irritated him in the Ooh. past. Mm-hmm. And my sales manager had told me, like, no isn't the end. Mm-hmm. No is the beginning of your journey. And mm-hmm. so it was always like, you, like to get, you know, he was really good at teaching us that no wasn't the end. Like when mm-hmm. you heard it, no, that was an opportunity. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in sales today, they're afraid of the no. Right. Really the and then no, they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. When really the no is the problem that you need to solve, mm-hmm. right? And the bigger the problems you solve determines the more money that you're going to be able mm-hmm. to make. And um, he was really, really good at driving that home to a 19-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really excited because of the commission. Like, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Uh, I was getting paid per hour to make these calls, but commission is where everything kind of in my mind was. And so guy gets on the phone, <clears throat> It's early in the day, so there wasn't going to be a lot of opportunity. So, like, mm-hmm. I knew I had to keep this guy interested. Mm-hmm. So, um, we started talking. He brought up the fact, the same thing that you said, you know, do you realize this is uh, December? Mm-hmm. Um, and, in fact, that day it had snowed a little bit. Not oh. a lot, just a little bit of snow. Yeah. And so, he was referring back to how intelligent I was to call him on a day that mm-hmm. it had snowed. And that's not how he said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but... He wasn't really fond of my call. And so Mm -hmm. we just began to talk Mm -hmm. and I did a few things right that Mm -hmm. I've come to know that I have to do those things all the time. Number one is listen, let him talk, let them Mm -hmm. talk. When someone has a problem that you've been involved in somehow, even though I Mm -hmm. didn't create it, most times people, if you just let them air their concern Mm -hmm. and then once they're done, then provide some solutions. They ha- they they come away a lot better mm-hmm. instead of one of one of the things that I, I like to do to my wife and she hates it. I like to solve all of her problems before she tells me what the problem right. is. She didn't ask for help. She, you're right. just going to fix it for her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some reason, that doesn't really go over well. So <laughs> I got to shut up. Right. So with him, I was listening. And mm-hmm. honestly, I was listening because I really didn't know a whole lot about mm-hmm. the business or anything. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I could do was listen and mm-hmm. ask questions. And we got to probably a very pivotal moment in that phone call. And I said to him, what is it that, um, what is it that you wanted from Kemlon at the time that you didn't get? Mm-hmm. And he said to me, well, somebody that I could reach out to with my concerns instead of having to call a number and figure out who I was going to talk to. Okay. So I knew his problem that he wanted solved. Mm-hmm. He wanted a direct contact. So right. I told him, Hey, I'll be your direct contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knew, you know, who knew if I was going to be there in two, right. two yeah. years, or whatever, mm-hmm. but at the moment I'll be your direct contact. Look, if this doesn't work, I'll make sure that we, we do right mm-hmm. by you. The guy signs up, right. Mm-hmm. My first sale. I had two feelings at that moment. Number one, the worst 
thing that I did was I felt like, oh, this is going to be easy. That, uh-huh. that was, that yep. was, that was mm-hmm. one of the feelings. But the other feeling I felt was that feeling of success mm-hmm. on the phone. And I, w- I remember going through the rest of that week and just wanting to get back to mm-hmm. another one of those calls, another one of those calls. My mm-hmm. first year there, which, you know, um, was a full year basically, mm-hmm. but my first year there, I got to third in the company in sales. And at the time, Kemlon had about 5,000 salespeople. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I got to third in the co- the company in mm-hmm. sales as you know I I turned twenty mm-hmm. by the time I had achieved that um, working a little bit more than part time mm-hmm. uh, in uh, you know nineteen I think it was nineteen ninety two um, made almost thirty thousand wow. dollars at Kemlon working about thirty hours a week not and, bad as a twenty year old. Not bad at all, mm-hmm. right? And I, I also valeted and did some things. So mm-hmm. I made a lot of money early, but I had to work my butt off and I worked a lot of hours to do it. Mm-hmm. But it taught me a few things. Number one, re- resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. And it also taught me my superpower, which is persistence. Like I don't give up. Right. And um, I think understanding and being able to, to grab hold of that one sales call that I had, I, mm-hmm. you know, anytime anybody asked me, how'd you get started? Like that is the pivotal thing, mm-hmm. but then I can go through and I can look at opportunities that came my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up in a, um, w- working for a mortgage brokerage, two owners mm-hmm. in, um, that, that owned a company had seen me in a role where I called on mortgage brokers. This mm-hmm. was a couple of years later and, uh, they liked my passion and my mm-hmm. fire because by that time, like, I was I was excited. I knew that you had to be positive and you had to be willing to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And they they liked and appreciated that. Mm-hmm. They were trying to figure out ways to grow their company. And uh, hey, why not hire a 24-year-old who has no clue about the mortgage industry mm-hmm. to grow our company? Great idea. And sure. uh, mm-hmm. you know, they they pitched me. Uh, oh yeah, by the way, this is commission only. So you're not gonna get a salary anymore. And uh, but you can make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it took me about 60 days to think about that. Mm-hmm. And I remember the day that I made the decision, I called him up and I said, I'm ready to make a decision. The only thing I want to know is, um, will you show me how to go get leads? Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, we'll show mm-hmm. you. I was like, okay, I'll start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So basically how you got leads at this point was you get went to the courthouse mm-hmm. and you found people that had loans with higher interest oh. finance companies. Mm-hmm. And then you went back to the phone book, not mm-hmm. Google, unfortunately, went back to the you phone tracked book, tracked them down mm-hmm. and got their phone number mm-hmm. and gave them a call. And I learned that quickly from there, um, took my telemarketing skills mm-hmm. and grew a telemarketing com- uh, agency basically for that mortgage brokerage. I ended mm-hmm. up starting my own mortgage company in um, 1999. Mm-hmm. We were one of the top three mortgage brokerages in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, and had that basically as as my background. 2007, 2008 hit, and I was not a company that went after uh, federal licensing. It was mm-hmm. always state licensing, and so I didn't have access to specific lenders that stayed in business because mm-hmm. there was a ton that went out then. Mm-hmm. And so we had to close. And so I hit my first really hard roadblock right. as as an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, had, had a lot of roadblocks as kids, but hit a really hard roadblock mm-hmm. as an adult. And I'll tell you this, Deb, I went away from that experience. And I did not want to own a business again. I bet I was like, mm-hmm. that hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you remember, you know, the old adage, your mom or dad tells you, don't put your hand on the hot stove, right? Uh-huh. And, you and, put your hand on that hot right? stove. And then, mm-hmm. oh, that's why you didn't want me to do uh-huh. it. Right? Mm-hmm. I felt that times about a hundred mm-hmm. when, you know, when, when, when that company went away, mm-hmm. uh, it was my identity. It was, wh- was who I was. It was your baby. It was my baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, not, not to mention we had a, we had a ton of employees, like mm-hmm. the list goes on and on of right. why that hurt. So for mm-hmm. two years, I, I didn't want to, um, I, I didn't want to own another business. So mm-hmm. I went to work for a company, ran their national sales department. Mm-hmm. And I had a goal. It's funny. Had a goal that by 50, I was going to get my teacher's license. And uh, I coached basketball as a paraprofessional at, mm-hmm. a high, at high schools then at that mm-hmm. time. I was like, I'm just going to become a teacher when I turn 50 right. and coach basketball. And that's going to be my retirement mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, um, 
while I love coaching, I don't like parents. Um, <laughs> well, and it's it's the helicopter parents, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I tell you what, then I'm, I, I I can only imagine what it is like now. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, then it was bad. I mean, I coached high school basketball 2008 to about 2011 mm-hmm. um, for four seasons. It was great. But I knew that the teaching idea was just my way to try to escape that pain. So mm-hmm. I'm working every day at this uh, company as our national sales manager, mm-hmm. building this owner's dream, right? Doing exactly what that owner wanted me to do to build mm-hmm. his dream. And I had that um, kind of thought one day, uh, traveled a ton, 150,000 miles uh, a year. Mm-hmm. I was always platinum or diamond on Delta and probably had miles on other uh, mm-hmm. carriers as well. So traveled a ton, um, just not a lot of time to be able to do a lot of things except build his dream. His dream. His mm-hmm. dream. Not my dream. Mm-hmm. I remember it was uh, 2012 and um, my boss, who was the chief operating officer, he said to me, he goes, um, you know, we have, and, and he was mid sixties at the time. And I was their succession plan for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, said to me, he was like, you know, you're going to have to really, really work on building your relationship with this, with, with, with the owner, with our owner. He was an absentee owner, but he was one of those guys like uh, he liked to um, he liked to show his stuff off. And at the end of every month, he wanted all of his directors to come to his house and we would be show ponies to all of his friends. And um I, I I just didn't do those things. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, I, I I did the work. Um, we we achieved numbers from the time mm-hmm. I started to the time I left. We doubled revenue. We went from about six and a half million to over thirteen million in revenue annually. Um, so you know, we worked, and um, I can just remember that conversation in 2012. And I told him I was like, "Yeah, that's yeah. If it's mm-hmm. a relationship, then that's not what I'm looking for. I'm here because of opportunity, and that opportunity is based upon a job I'm doing. And I started having those recollections of my dream mm-hmm. and what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I never, you know, I, I always struggled with this. What's my purpose? What's my purpose? Right. What's my mm-hmm. purpose? And I remember talking to uh, talking to my wife, and she said to me, which is typical her. She said, "Worry about your purpose and just be nice." Mm. Well, sometimes Which I, your purpose will come because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, sometimes that's hard for me because uh, <laughs> I say what's on my mind way too much. <laughs> so she was like, you'll figure it out. I know you will. <clears throat> and um, ceremoniously, I was let go of that position in uh, eight, on April 14th or April 15th, 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember you know, sitting in my uh, sitting in my boss's office as he's telling me, "Hey, we we no longer need your services. Um, we um, we're going to go a different direction." Mm-hmm. And they gave me a severance compensation package that paid me for another year. Mm-hmm. In two- not bad. <laughs> not, not bad at all, right? Mm-hmm. In 2012, right after we had had that conversation, though, my brother, who was a firefighter at the time, mm-hmm. was always looking for ways to make money. You know, firefighters are always underpaid. Um, almost every firefighter that I know has another source of income and he was no different looking for another way to make money. And, uh, he had called me, I was traveling at the time. He called me, he was like, Hey, I got a great idea for a business. I said, you know what? I do too. I was just thinking about this. And, um, I go, what, what's your idea? He goes, pressure washing. I was like, that sounds like a horrible idea. <laughs> sounds goes, like a lot of work and you're getting wet and blah. <laughs> He said, what's your idea? I said, carpet cleaning. He said, that sounds even worse. Like, yeah. (laughs) So end of 2012, um, we start talking a little bit more about that. He starts showing me videos of uh, a a guy who was in Lexington, Kentucky, which is Mm -hmm. about an hour and 10 minutes south of us, who owned a pressure washing company that like it was it was a legit business Mm -hmm. and he was making money. And so I was like, huh, that's interesting. And my brother was like, look, I got this equipment, this mowing equipment that I had bought, mm-hmm. I can trade that, get a rig, and we'd be in business. Mm-hmm. He goes, can you help me with marketing and sales? Like, you do that, I'll help you. So 2013, he's working at the fire department full-time. I'm working this job. I think we did $38,000 in revenue in 2013. Like We were changing lives, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I said that very uh, 
tongue in cheek. We, you know, it, it's no money at all. Thirty eight. Right. Mm-hmm. April fourteenth, I get or April fifteenth, twenty fourteen, I get fired. I remember the first call I made. It was the next day because it was you know even when you get fired and, and it's okay to get fired, like it's still a punch in the gut. Right? Oh yeah, it's, you know even if you had put your hand up and said, "Hey, put me on that list," right. it, they yeah. still didn't quite love you enough. Exactly. Somebody punched me in the gut, mm-hmm. and so it took me a little bit of time to brush my ego off. Mm-hmm. The first call I made, my brother. Mm-hmm. I, he answered the phone. He's like, I'm getting ready to go on a run. Like he's working at the fire department. I said, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's on. He goes, what's on? I was like, I just got fired. So it's on. He mm-hmm. went, okay. And, um, 2014, <clears throat> which was really our first full year in business. Mm-hmm. We did just over 160 K in revenue Ooh. and really, really didn't know, you know, what we were doing. We, right. we um, it was just me and him. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, I didn't know anything about using social media mm-hmm. or Google or search or anything. Mm-hmm. And so we got really um, focused on learning those things mm-hmm. and um, started networking in the uh, in this industry uh, mm-hmm. or in that industry. And, you know, there's trade shows. There's all kinds of things. I mean, there's. Right. There's probably 30 Facebook groups for pressure washing business owners. I own wow. own one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it has about 15,000 people in it. And it's a huge industry. Interior mm-hmm. uh, cleaning, window cleaning, pressure, pressure washing, like all of those mm-hmm. are, are combined. Pretty, pretty large industry. Mm-hmm. So the one problem we had though is I talked about Cincinnati being cold. Mm-hmm. You can't really clean outside with water when right. it's, when it's gonna freeze. So we found Christmas lights installation. Because ah, you had the equipment, probably. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, you use ladders, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're cleaning gutters uh, mm-hmm. or roofs, which, uh, you know, are two things that we always clean. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we had that at the same time. Christmas lights was a way to hit our customer database mm-hmm. and provide a service. Yeah, and remind them that you were there. Yeah, yeah. At the time, there wasn't a lot of uh, Christmas light installers in our mm-hmm. market. Probably, probably across the country, there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot. Now, um, you know, you drive down the road, you see signs that right, yeah, out. the little, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, it's it's pretty decent business. And um, so we found that that helped us extend our company to where you know we went from making revenue about nine months out of the year to where it was almost a year round business. Right. Um, and we really got focused on learning how to promote ourselves mm-hmm. on social media mm-hmm. and search. Um, 2017 was a big year for us. We did seven figures uh, wow. in that year. Um, you know, Google searches, like mm-hmm. if you put in pressure washing in our market, mm-hmm. you know, we were showing up in ads. We showed mm-hmm. up in Google Maps. We showed up organically. Number one. Boom, right. boom, boom. Uh, same thing with Christmas lights. Like mm-hmm. we owned it. I can remember uh, November 2016. I started uh, really getting aggressive on my personal Facebook page, mm-hmm. just promoting, promoting, promoting. Mm-hmm. And I had somebody call me one time, real early on with that. <clears throat> and I wasn't just talking about our company. Mm-hmm. I was also providing value to right. other businesses. Why should we be doing this? And, mm-hmm. well, exactly. Like, here's here's what we're doing. Here, here's mm-hmm. what's happening. And I had somebody call me and they asked me, he's like, what's your goal with that? I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just providing value. Education. Value back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Look, I needed to know this. We learned it. So now I'm giving it back. There are mm-hmm. people that taught me stuff. So I'm, I'm just right. giving it back. Mm-hmm. And begin to build up two things. One, a business, you know, exterior, our exterior cleaning, Christmas light business. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also started to get a following of other pressure washing business owners. Mm. And um, I remember somebody reached out to me. It's a couple months later. This was right before the spring in 2017. <clears throat> and they said, do you have about 10 or 15 minutes? We could hop on a call. I have some questions to ask you. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. So we hop on a call, do some, we, we, we go back and forth. And um, he starts telling me about his business and he had called, he had reached out to me wanting my help. Mm-hmm. I remember asking him, I was like, so what did you end up doing in 2016? He goes, mm-hmm. we had two and a half million dollars. I'm just trying to get on your level. And I'm like, 
dude, we didn't even, we, we, <laughs> yeah, we're, we need to get to your level. Like mm-hmm. we were barely over $300,000 last year in 2016. Um, but you gave the impression. I gave the impression. I was yep. giving the value. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, uh, so, so we go through 2017, we, we did seven figures. It was, um, you know, it's one of those things I, I talked about this to someone else, uh, recently as business owners, you, you get these revenue thresholds mm-hmm. in your mind. Right? right. And I used to always be like, I want to get seven figures. And mm-hmm. you know, our company, we grew that, uh, we did a couple million a year pressure washing. Uh, we got a little over seven figures. We actually ended up selling that business in August of 2018, mm-hmm. Um, and it's still around. It's part of a national company now. Hmm. But I'd always have that seven figures, seven mm-hmm. figures. Seven figures. Right. Talking to a, uh, an individual a couple of weeks ago, and I said, I, I got to change that number to eight. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got to focus on that next level. I got to focus mm-hmm. on the nine, the eight mm-hmm. figure, the nine figure, because I, I feel like we throttle ourselves based upon what we make as our goals. Right. Right. Yeah, when clients. we make our goal, it's like, okay, fine. Yeah. So I, I have clients that do Christmas lights now and they'll tell me, yeah, I, I just want to do a hundred thousand dollars in Christmas light revenue this year. Mm-hmm. So I tell them like, so what's going to happen is you're barely going to get to a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's going to, because it's like this release that you have mm-hmm. when you get there and then you stop. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, whoosh, we made it uh-huh. yeah. as opposed to, Okay, now we're going to make a quarter. We're just of on our way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just on our way. Mm-hmm. And so I think as business owners, we definitely put a hamper or um, an inability in place mm-hmm. psychologically by mm-hmm. doing that. And so I can remember having a conversation with someone. It was uh, it was August of 2017. And remember, somebody had asked me, hey, what are you planning on doing with all that value you're putting out there? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. August 2017, they said, hey, can you teach us how to do Christmas lights? Everything that you guys do, your marketing, your sales, mm-hmm. your estimating, um, all that stuff. So I talked to my brother. I was like, what do you think? Like, We could use Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. I'll do a couple segments on sales, a mm-hmm. couple on marketing, a couple on estimating, and then you can do some stuff on technical because I'm not the technical guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, sure, sure. He's like, what do you think we can make? I was like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I said, I tell you what, I'll tell people 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. We'll do Facebook live. We'll put it in a Facebook group. They got to show up for the face for the live. If they're mm-hmm. not there, the videos there, they can watch it. Whatever. Right. So we do that. Uh, this was mid August. And uh, I, re- I remember telling my wife, that person that asked me why we're doing this mm-hmm. by the end of September, we had made $30,000 off of, of doing that. I love it. And you never thought, well, wait a minute. These are my competitors. No, yeah, no, yeah. Um, It was, you're helping others achieve Mm -hmm. their goal, achieve their dream. And at that moment, I figured out what my purpose was. My purpose was to help other business owners reach the level of success that Mm -hmm. they want to achieve. It's not my job to figure out what their level of success is. Mm -hmm. It's my job to give them a ramp to help them Mm -hmm. get there. Mm -hmm. And um, so- Dominate Partners was basically born then. Mm-hmm. Um, we we started out selling courses. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, courses, uh, that's hard. Like people, people don't watch courses. They don't, they'll buy it. And I, I I'm guilty of it too. I'll buy right. a course and I'll let oh, it yeah, sit. You might even start watching it, but mm, wait, the phone don't rang, finish. the email. Right. The, mm-hmm. So we we started that for about the first six months. Then we started putting Google ad campaigns together. And um, by May of 2018, I knew that we were going to be selling. I started having conversations with a private equity company. And so I got really focused on growing this business Mm -hmm. and figuring out what the next step was. Um, So we sold it 2018. Um, I I go full time. At the time, I I had like two employees. Mm -hmm. I think now we're at like 10 employees. but in 2019, I was asked to speak, uh, be a keynote at a conve- at a industry convention, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> I always get asked this question by business owners, regardless of what vertical they're in. Mo- most of my customers are home service, so mm-hmm. any type of company that services homes, right? 
HVAC, plumbing, mm-hmm. uh, junk removal, pressure mm-hmm. washing, carpet, like th- those are our clients, mm-hmm. right? I always get asked the same questions. Gary, what should I do to grow my business? What should I do to find customers? What mm-hmm. do I need to do? And it's always usually guys that are just starting out or, mm-hmm. or early, right? right. And um, mm-hmm. trust me, I <laughs> I love money and uh, I, I, I don't mind taking people's money, but I do mind taking people's money when they don't have it to give me. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And um, especially people that are new in, in business. Mm. Um, and so I was like, you know what, instead of having phone calls with these people all the time, cause I would, I would get on the phone mm-hmm. and be like, here's what you should do. Boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. So instead of doing that, I write a book and give them right. the first 90 day template mm-hmm. that I used mm-hmm. to get to the point to where mm-hmm. we, we became self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I look at companies to hire us, I, you know, I'm looking for about a quarter million dollars plus in revenue. If they're mm-hmm. under that, they're not quite at the point. Right. They need to buy the book and follow the book. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, 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 they need to do some things that generate mm-hmm. revenue. Right. Um, and, and so I've read all kinds of marketing and sales books and there's a lot of good ones out there. Mm-hmm. Trust me. But I knew two things. One, if you didn't tell people what to do and show them how to do it, then they wouldn't do it. Right. And then if you didn't make it easy, they mm-hmm. weren't going to do it. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I set out writing this book, number one, fourth grade level maximum. Like it mm-hmm. has to be fourth grade level. Right. And, so, and you're not talking down to anybody. No. You're well, making it easy to understand. Right. The average individual <laughs> reads at a sixth or seventh grade mm-hmm. level anyway. Right. Right. So at fourth grade, it's easy. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, C spot, C spot run, mm-hmm. but it is, you know, we're not using big words that mm-hmm. somebody's got to look up what it means. And we're being very uh, functional in what mm-hmm. it is we're telling people. Right. At the end of the day, if you want to be successful in business, it comes down to one thing and that's taking action. Mm-hmm. Plans are great. Having plans, planning, um, you know, having focus groups, all that stuff. It's great, but the mm-hmm. only, well, the thing that it keeps you from doing is taking action. Right. I tell yeah when you're in a planning stage forever. Yeah. Yeah. So our our company we, you know, we have a few um, core values that we live by, but our underlying core value that basically uh, represents me represents our company and what our focus is is production over perfection. Mm. And basically, what that means is. If you produce, and maybe it's not perfect, mm-hmm. you're going to beat people that are waiting until it's perfect. Right. There's a reason why mm-hmm. Tesla sells more electric vehicles than anybody else. Mm-hmm. They started first, right? Mm-hmm. I believe that speed is the biggest currency that businesses don't take advantage of. We want everything to be perfect. Right. I, we, we deal with it all the time. We design somebody's web- website. Mm-hmm. We're working on social media. We're, we're developing content. And they're arguing over a comma. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I tell them all the time, like, if you want to get to the point you want to get, mm-hmm. let us handle it. If you see something you don't like, you tell us. We can right. change. Mm-hmm. The li- life doesn't end. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. We're not going to, you know, put something out there that makes you look stupid. Mm-hmm. But if... You wait until it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Other people are going to pass you by. Right. I tell people this all the time. If I'm in your industry and I'm in your market mm-hmm. and I decide that we're going to compete, I'm going to beat you every time mm-hmm. because I'm going to be the fastest and the mm-hmm. quickest. And that is going to win. And see, right. as businesses, we have to realize what separates us from our competition. Mm-hmm. Like, Especially in the home service industry, you hear these buzzwords. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we provide great service, right? Okay. okay. Doesn't mm-hmm. everybody, right? The customer yeah, like you're going to say, we provide average service. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the customer's sitting there going, well, what does that mean to me, mm-hmm. right? And we forget this as business owners that customers listen to the same radio station called mm-hmm. What's In It For Me. Mm-hmm. That's all they care about, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you want something done at your house, you probably want it done as soon as possible, at the best price available, and mm-hmm. you want to get it done completely. Like right. those three things mm-hmm. usually is what a homeowner, when they want something mm-hmm. done, that's how they want it. Mm-hmm. So when you think about from their perspective, guys and girls get caught up in, oh, my uniforms are so 
pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have nice wrap. trucks. They have such good wraparound yeah, graphics. Nice trucks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. We own nine trucks with mm-hmm. our pressure washing business. Mm-hmm. None of them, and I mean none of them, had any lettering or wraps on them. I had other guys that owned businesses and industries. They would come in and see my stuff, and they would just pull their hair out. Like, why mm-hmm. aren't you putting wraps on them? I'm like, well, the three grand that I would right. I was using to get other leads or Mm -hmm. honestly, I was putting it in my pocket. Mm -hmm. I didn't need it. It Mm -hmm. it wasn't something I needed. Mm -hmm. Now, did we show up like uh, idiots? No. Like you were professional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything was clean. Mm -hmm. That's what you have to focus on is what does that customer care about? Mm -hmm. And we focus on what do we care about? Mm -hmm. We're not buying our product. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, important, it's important to be proud of what it is you do. It's mm-hmm. important to have uh, pride in what you do and pride in service. There used mm-hmm. to be a, uh, uh, an underwriting condition related to buying a house in mortgage underwriting that was called pride in ownership. And the mm-hmm. appraiser would go in the house and he would say, the house is clean and it's neat and everything mm-hmm. is in repair. They have pride in ownership. Right. Uh-huh. Your business, you definitely want to have pride in ownership. Mm-hmm. You should be proud of your business. You mm-hmm. should be proud to do what it is you do. But don't forget who is buying the service from right. you. I don't care that you're proud of your business. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, that keeps people from being successful. It keeps them from uh, promoting themselves on social media. It keeps them from being themselves sometimes. Right. My mm-hmm. favorite is this. An individual will get on social media and it's kind of like uh the, the mom or dad, you know, they're yelling at their kid, do this, do that. The phone rings, they answer the phone. Hello, how can I help you? You know, yes, sir. they're all of a sudden switching to professional mode. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And business owners do that. And <clears throat> why do you do that? Like, mm-hmm. what is it that you're doing right. that is making you have to change who you are? Mm-hmm. People want to do business with people. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. There's large brands where that isn't the case. Mm-hmm. Apple, Amazon, Uber, sure. Right. You're just doing business with them because they're easier, they're whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But think about the restaurants that you go to mm-hmm. a lot. Think about the services that you use mm-hmm. a lot. Why are you using those services? Well, the restaurant, they, they make good food probably. That That's probably part of it. Mm-hmm. But then there's people there, right. right? One of our favorite restaurants to go to locally, it's not this like really fancy place. Mm-hmm. But the owner takes time out of her day all the time to talk to you and make you feel. You're a guest in her house. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And she does a great job at that. Our dry cleaner. The dry cleaner we go to is the furthest dry cleaner that we could go to from our house. Mm -hmm. Like from the office to the house. The dry cleaner is not in between. You have to go past the office. <laughs> you have to go out of your way. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I've been going to that dry cleaner for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And when me and my wife got married, I introduced her to my dry cleaner. Mm-hmm. And that's where we go. Now she takes my clothes all the time. They don't even remember who I am. Mm-hmm. Like when I walk in, they'll say, uh, where's your wife? Like, guys, I, I'm <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> but we go there. Because it is a personal level mm-hmm. experience, right? right? And they care about the mm-hmm. customer and they get they get into that that moment of mm-hmm. connection. And we get so worried and wrapped up in mm-hmm. our brand looking perfect, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the color of our uniforms mm-hmm. or how we present or the things on our website have mm-hmm. to be perfect, like and we don't focus on what's important, and that mm-hmm. is the connection to the customer. I can tell you this. Right. The reason why we grew our business quickly is because I started connecting with people on my personal Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You ask marketers, they'll say, use your business page so you can grab the analytics. Now you can get professional profiles on Facebook uh-huh. and it doesn't matter. But yeah. back then it did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but that's not where I'm at. Right. I'm, I'm on Your my business is you. It's me. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, Deb, last year in July, um, I got 21 requests for pressure washing between my cell phone and my email because I used to use them all the time as Mm -hmm. ways that I got information. Mm -hmm. And the last time that I had used them was 2016. Last year was 2021. Mm -hmm. Over 20 leads. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm on a non-compete, so I couldn't do anything with them. Mm -hmm. But over 20 leads, people reaching out to me. Mm -hmm. They don't even remember the name of the company. Right. 
They're calling you. They're not Gary, calling the company. Gary, mm-hmm. I need you. Gary, I need you. I can remember giving up, answering the phone and uh, doing quotes. This was in like early, early 2017. Mm-hmm. Is that that was the last kind of piece of the business that I gave up. Mm-hmm. And um, for like three or four months, people, can I talk to Gary? Can I talk mm-hmm. to Gary? Yeah. And we had to train them that somebody else was going to take care of them. Sometimes mm-hmm. I still had to talk to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. But we had to train them. But I, mm-hmm. but I still sold the company. You know, people say, "Yeah, but how are, how are you going to scale it? How are you going to do this?" Look, we, we had we had SOPs in place, mm-hmm. we had people in place, mm-hmm. and I still sold the company to a national buyer. And I did not work there the day after we sold it. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a you got to stick around. Right. No, sold mm-hmm. it. Here's the keys. Mm-hmm. I left. And I prove everybody wrong when they say, oh, you got to you got to create this brand outside of yourself. No, Mm -hmm. you don't. No, Mm -hmm. you don't. You have to create a brand that people remember. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they remember you. Right. Well, and especially when you're a small business, because, you know, I don't care if you have one, 10, 20, however many employees, it's still that person, Um, you know, and, and, and it's their posts I read on Facebook. It's their posts I read on LinkedIn. You know, I'm not reading their sales guys, maybe, you know, maybe, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I still want to know the owner, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and it's the owner who goes to the chamber meetings and, you know, all of those various things, the salespeople might go with them, but right. the owner is, is who's there because they're the face of that business. Right. Yeah. And, you know, there's all kinds of ways to promote yourself mm-hmm. these days. Um, you know, the, the the billboard is now Facebook. The newspaper ad is now you know Facebook or mm-hmm. Google, and there's there's just so many ways to promote yourself. If you own a business, like the thing you have to focus on is connecting with people, mm-hmm. regardless if that's social media, mm-hmm. if that's through a telephone or an email. Um, you have to connect with people. It goes it. The numbers don't change. Like right. you still have to make touches. Mm-hmm. You just have new and different ways mm-hmm. to be able to make touches. Right. Like, to touch a hundred people 20 years ago, it would take you all day to make those phone calls. Mm-hmm. To touch a hundred people today, I could go live on Facebook and probably right. not. Right. It's one, it's 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. And um but it still goes back to the action. Mm-hmm. Um I I can't tell you the number of business owners that even even that are our clients, they get satisfied with um with maybe a lead source or two lead sources and then gas prices go up mm-hmm. so homeowners don't have as much disposable income right oh my god what are we going to do mm-hmm. all we're going to do is we're going to work on action we're going to work on activity we're going to work on doing things that make you successful right. and you know if you focus on action and activity on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you're always going to eat. You're mm-hmm. always going to eat. Right. Um, and it, you might be eating fillets. Right. It, it's, it's, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's a thing of what do I need to do today mm-hmm. to impact someone's life now? Mm-hmm. Like I always was told, you know, if you look at your activity on a daily basis, like a stoplight, red, yellow, green, red, uh, green are the things that you're going to mm-hmm. impact someone today. Mm-hmm. Yellow, you're going to impact somebody in the next week or two and red, maybe in the next couple months, mm-hmm. right? You should be making red, yellow, green impacts mm-hmm. on a daily basis right. so that that relates to your revenue. Mm-hmm. So um, if, if you're, if you're in business, you own a business. You should always be thinking about, okay, mm-hmm. five new people I should be adding to my CRM mm-hmm. every single day. That that just means information. Right. Name, address, phone, email, mm-hmm. five new people. Then five touches I should make to somebody that I haven't talked to in at least 30 to 45 days. And then five touches with somebody who I've quoted, given information to mm-hmm. that needs to make a decision. They need to tell me yes, or they need mm-hmm. to tell me no. Yep. That's 15 touches every single day, mm-hmm. red, yellow, green. Mm-hmm. And if you do those 15 touches every single day, mm-hmm. 30, 60, 90 days down the road, you're going to have a pipeline of people right. that are buying from you, that know you, and that are beginning to like you. Right. And as you get them to like, know who you and are, trust, they can trust you, mm-hmm. and then they're going to give you 
their money. And the days that you focus on red, yellow, green, red, yellow, green, red, mm-hmm. yellow, green are going to be um, perpetrate. You know, it's it's going to perpetuate itself. Right. Six, nine, 12 weeks down the road, mm-hmm. and you're going to see the benefit. Right. Um, if you don't do it today, then it's later down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and every day you have to focus on those three fives. Mm-hmm. Five new people, five people that haven't heard from me in a while, and five people that need to tell you yes right. or no. Right. And but Gary, I don't have five people to tell me yes or no. Okay. So begin creating those people. Yeah, you gotta again, you gotta start somewhere. Gotta start. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And right. the way to do it. Is by giving people value, mm-hmm. providing value. Mm-hmm. I tell my, I, we, have, we have a couple house cleaning companies. And I was on the phone with one the other day and she was like, I don't know what to talk about on Facebook. Cause I tell them all the time, like you should be going live multiple mm-hmm. times per day. Like we, right. we, we do reels and uh, shorts for our clients and put mm-hmm. them on Facebook and Instagram and all that. But that doesn't, doesn't take away them going mm-hmm. live. Like you need to go live every day. Mm-hmm. You should go on live every day and talk about a cleaning tip. Right. Like, what do you mean? I want to like, see how somebody cleans a stove. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> like the other day, um, I was eating. I never spill anything on me at all unless I'm wearing white. And I was of wearing course. white shorts. And I got ketchup on my white shorts. Ah. Mm-hmm. I told her, I was like, you should tell people how to get mm-hmm. ketchup out of white shorts, right. out of white clothes, because mm-hmm. it happens more than you think. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like, really? I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. If you tell people how to do it and you give right. them a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. And they see you as an expert, mm-hmm. and then the next time that they need to find something, they're gonna they're gonna mm-hmm. go look for you. And right. as you begin to build that content, mm-hmm. then you become credible. And mm-hmm. you know what? We we need somebody to clean our house. Mm-hmm. We need we we need somebody to, to get to get ready for a party. Like right. we lost our housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Now we need, like that is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're setting yourself yeah. up. You're always top of mind. Exactly, mm-hmm. and so. Focus on value, not dollars. If you focus on value, the dollars will come. If you're focused on dollars, people see right through that. I have a friend of mine, very successful in business, but his social media needs work because the only time he wants to get on is when he's selling. Now, it didn't used to be that way. He used to provide value, 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 value all the time. Um, but he's gotten away from that because it's so easy. It's so easy, right? Um, and so he's gotten away from that. And he's at, he'll be like, well, I don't know why I don't have as much engagement. It's because the only thing you're ever doing is trying to get money. Instead of trying to get money, provide value. If you provide value, people are going to give you money at some point. Right. You know, and of course, the, the absolute critical thing is not to stop. You know, how many yeah. times do we see businesses that they're like, well, we have as much business as we can do. You know, and, and uh, like, like you said, they, they hit that goal. And so they stop their marketing, their outreach, all of those things. Well, then business declines. And mm-hmm. it's it's like you said, your buddy goes, well, wait a minute, wh- where'd people go? Yeah. You know, just because you, you know, and, and I mean, the, the worst thing <clears throat> is always to turn business away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you want to be able to have a resource to say, you know, we're sorry, we can't do it right now, but here's, here's another great company that we're going to refer you to, stuff yeah. like that. But, um, but yeah, the, the people who get to that point and then coast, they're always the ones that go, oh crap, now what? Um, yeah. you know, and unfortunately, I think COVID really hit home with people on that. Sure. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think you get to a point to where I feel um comfortable. I, it feels comfortable, mm-hmm. right? The the thing you need to look at is if you're busy, like mm-hmm. let's say, you know, a lot of home service companies. Seven to 10 days, if you're booked out further than that mm-hmm. and someone calls you and they try to get scheduling, you tell mm-hmm. them that's going to be two weeks. Then you've lost them. Exactly. Yep. That's the time you need to raise your prices. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard um, for people right. to swallow. Mm-hmm. I know that because it's hard for me to swallow. <laughs> sometimes, mm-hmm. right? I, I look back at my pricing from three years ago and our pricing is almost 3X Wow. in three years. Um, mm-hmm. Do I have the same amount of clients? No, we got a lot more mm-hmm. um, because I continue to put value out. Right. Um, well, and when you raise your prices, you're going to raise your income, which then you can hire more people. More, yeah. And you make your service better. Like mm-hmm. I always look at it this way. When I go to raise prices, I look at ways to provide more value mm-hmm. 
in what we're doing. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily try to do more work, but to be more valuable right. in what it is that we do. Yeah, so maybe you buy better equipment, you know, yeah. things like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we used to not do um, like dashboards. Mm-hmm. We, we would send reports. Mm-hmm. And one of the first uh, price increases that we did, I added dashboards uh, so that customers would go online, log in, and all of their data is in one place. Cool. The funny thing is probably less than 10% of our people log in because we see when people log in and when mm-hmm. they don't. But to a lot of people, it was a value add. Wow, right. you're gonna and if you know you can, that's mm-hmm. also good. You know, I might not do it, but I know I could. Exactly. So look for ways. Like when you're where Deb, you know, was saying like, I got so much business. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do this. No, that's when you need to do it. And mm-hmm. then you probably need to raise prices. Right. Look, there are people that are paying you for things that you're overworking your value. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so what? So, so maybe they're paying you something like, mm-hmm. let's say $500, but really the value is a thousand. Right. Like, that's when you have to look at, okay, I need to get my customer here. I need mm-hmm. to get my average ticket here. Mm-hmm. I need to get my revenue here. And what is it that I'm providing mm-hmm. that gets me there? And what can we add that'll get me there? Mm-hmm. Will you lose customers? Sure. Like right. I remember first time we raised prices. They were they were gonna jump jump no matter what. We lost 10% of our clients just like that. But I raised prices by 25%. Ooh. So we did uh we we worked out okay. Mm-hmm. Our revenue still went up and we right. had less work to do. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have to look at where those opportunities are, but mm-hmm. you can never, ever, ever stop promoting your business right. because when you do now you're going to have a law down the road mm-hmm. and that law is going to come back to bite you a lot right. harder than just right. being- that law means you're going to have to let people go. I mean, right. all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so manage, manage your um, service level with mm-hmm. pricing. I mean, right. there's no other, there, there's no other way to do it than that. And I, I, mm-hmm. I tell my clients all the time, you're pushing up against that, whatever that window is that mm-hmm. you can schedule out clients mm-hmm. or what your capacity is. Let's let's say you're not in home service. Let's mm-hmm. say you provide consulting or professional mm-hmm. services. Like, What is that capacity? Right. You and, only have so many hours per day. Right. And if, if you're banging up against that, well, mm-hmm. that means that now your time is more valuable mm-hmm. because you're going to have to give your time right. to people in a way that requires you mm-hmm. to be able to to uh to do more for mm-hmm. for people. So like you said, that means bringing on other people or mm-hmm. adding other resources. But pricing is one of those things that if you don't get it right, mm-hmm. um you, you could be out of business quick because right. you're not accounting for mm-hmm. the things that you're you're utilizing. And mm-hmm. that is the one thing that business owners can use as a test mm-hmm. to understand what really is the value of your service. Mm-hmm. Um I you know I, I listen to a lot of people and that are a lot further along than I am. And it's mm-hmm. funny, two podcast episodes within the last three weeks that I've listened to have been about price testing. Mm-hmm. And both of those people are in online professional consulting worlds. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how the testing of your price is going to determine um what the value of your service is. Mm-hmm. If you don't test, you're never going to know. If right. you don't test that service that's $500 mm-hmm. to see if it's worth a thousand, you're never mm-hmm. going to know if it's worth a thousand. Right. And, and it's not figuring out what your competitors are doing no. because they probably do it differently. Yes. Yeah. That was, that's a great point. That's a great point. Uh, worrying about your competitors is a great way to get your eye off the ball. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. Because then you're going to price things based on them. You know, you're yeah. going to, you're going to say, okay, well, they've been charging a hundred dollars. We're going to charge 75 because we think we're going to get more clients. Yeah. Well, maybe, but you just made yeah. yourself seem very much appear that you are less, you're going to provide less value. So, okay. Yeah. You might get those $75 guys, but you're also going to, they're also going to jump to somebody else who's 50, you know, right. just without batting an eye. So it's, it's back to what you were saying. It's that value. You know, when you're able to charge for that value, you can you can charge for it. One of the best uh, one 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 of the best kind of pictures that I've ever been painted about this is related to food. So, mm-hmm. go to the best steakhouse in your area. Mm-hmm. Right? 
they're the best steakhouse in your area. Um, a, a lot of higher end steakhouses will do 10, $15 million a year in revenue, right? And they're selling steaks for 80 to $150 mm-hmm. a steak. Uh, all the sides are usually a la carte, you mm-hmm. know, two people go to eat at wh- whatever your five-star top line steakhouse right. is in your area. Two people go eat. You're probably looking at a $300 bill, mm-hmm. something like that. And that's right? without alcohol. Without alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, they're selling, um, the meat from a cow, right? Mm-hmm. McDonald's also sells. Right. They sell meat from a cow. Meat from a cow. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of their stores can do about two to $3 million a year in revenue, mm-hmm. um, servicing a lot more people mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, going, going through a lot more orders. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? The right. difference is the premium level of service mm-hmm. and the delivery of that service. Right. So when you look at your business, um, how are you delivering service mm-hmm. and what is the level of that service right. that you're delivering? Right. And that can help you understand what your pricing needs to be. Mm-hmm. And and it, it all depends on what you're doing. I mean, you might want to be, a, you know, the McDonald's, right. you know, that it, right. and there is, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But, no. you know, you just have to have made that decision. You know, you don't want to be McDonald's when you were shooting for Ruth Chris. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, so but but cool. Well, oh my gosh, Gary, you talk about time flying. I mean, we just we are we've already been chatting for an hour and we didn't talk about the book. We didn't really talk, but you know, everything that you're saying is in the book. Um, right. You know, I, I love the book, which again is called "Dominate Your Market in 90 Days: A Step-by-Step Guide to Grow Your Revenue." Um, and what I liked about it is, yes, it is targeting home service people, but all the tips are good for everybody. Um, yeah. You know, and, and then you've got this grid laid out for 90 days. Here is what you do. Um, and one of the things that I loved about it is you say, write about what you're grateful for. So not just, hey, you know, here's here's what we're doing in business. What am I grateful for? But you've got all these tips yeah. and, and all this great information. And then you say, okay, you hit this. Now it's time for dinner and drinks, um, you know, and, and all of those things. But it really is a great source because it's it's, like I said at the very beginning, it's taking us back to the basics. You know, what is your social media presence? What is your Google presence? Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially if you are a home service business. You know, I go to Facebook and I say, hey, my refrigerator's not working. And, you know, maybe I get some names there. But the big thing I do is I go to Google, you know, and, and I type mm-hmm. refrigerator repair. And I want somebody who's close, all of those various things. So when when somebody looks on Google, what are they going to find? And mm-hmm. if they don't find you on page one, it's not yeah, going to matter. Gonna find you. Nope. Um, you know, and, and so, but yeah, so you've got great tips in your book. You've got great information on your website, which tell us about your website and, and what are the services that you provide? Yeah. So we help companies with uh, social media presence and search presence. I, we live off of two foundations there. One is be present. One is be found present social media, always be on social media. Mm-hmm. We help businesses with filling in the gaps Mm -hmm. of social media to make sure you're consistent and continuous. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can also do, you know, pay-per-click campaigns and Mm -hmm. things like that. With search, we focus heavily on being found on Google, Google Maps, Google Ads, and organically. We've created software to help with search optimization in localities. Mm -hmm. So if you're in, for instance, the Atlanta market and you have Every little city, town, neighborhood that you want to be ranking in, mm-hmm. we have software that can help your website <clears throat> right. do that. Uh, we create websites. Um, we do email marketing campaigns. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say you have a group of people you want to be in front of consistently, mm-hmm. or if you have a customer database or a prospect database, mm-hmm. we can create uh, data, find data, scrape data, mm-hmm. append data to your list. So you fill mm-hmm. in all the blanks and maintain communication. And then we have some communication tools for things like uh, text and email marketing, Mm -hmm. uh, review acquisition, those kinds of things. So really our focus is to help you dominate your market in Mm -hmm. as many ways as possible. Our website is salvonow.com, S-A-L-V-O-N-O-W.com. Salvo is a uh, French and German military term from the turn of the century. It means to fire all your guns at once. Uh And in marketing, Mm-hmm. You should be using every opportunity mm-hmm. that you can to get in front of as many people as you can. Um, so check us out there. Or you can find me on Facebook, um, facebook.com forward slash Gary Guyman. Pretty, pretty simple there. Um, if you have questions about 
what you can do, what you need to do. Um, may, maybe you don't even want to hire us. So you just want to talk, reach out. Uh, mm-hmm. love to talk to you and, uh, help in any way that I can. Cause, uh, always talking to other business owners. I learn just as much sometimes right. as they do. They mm-hmm. don't understand that, but mm-hmm. that's, that's part of that process. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and obviously they can get the book, which, as I said, it's a great resource. Um, you know, and as I was reading it, it really was, oh yeah. Oh, oh. And some of it was, oh, I have forgotten to be doing those things, right? Um, you know, and, and so it is, it's a great resource. And I don't care if you're in business starting yesterday or 10, 20 years, there's wonderful information in it. I think uh, I'll, I'll leave you with this. One thing I put in the book, and you mentioned it, uh, every business owner needs to develop their skill to be able to write. And because... Uh, you have so many opportunities for communication, email, especially written communication, email, uh, ads, if you're trying to push articles, like so many opportunities for writing. So you need to develop that writing skill. I write on a daily basis for that, but also to be able to get things out of my head. Um, it's one of the ways that uh, I start my day. If you look at my notes app in my phone, it is long. <laughs> And it's a lot of jibber jab, but it's me writing. And that's one uh, exercise that I have people do every single day as part of the 90 days is to write. And it's not always writing about business. It's not always writing about personal. It's to write 300 words every single day to get your mind thinking. It's a great way to start the day. And as a business owner, you need to develop that skill. You develop that skill, you can do a lot of things with it. Perfect. I love it. Well, normally I ask for a final thought. You just did it. So that was absolutely fantastic. You know, I've been having such a fun conversation. We have to do it again because as I we just scratched the surface. Um, so we will definitely have you on again. But until then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been talking with Gary Guyman of Dominate Partners. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.